0: Welcome to the Find Your Awesome podcast. My name is Kelsey Abbott and I'm your host. I'm a transformational leader and an instigator of joy. I use human design, professional coaching, and intuition to help people relax into their true essence so they can experience more ease, abundance, and joy. And welcome. I'm so excited you're here. It is time for our March energy update with Amy White. And as usual, it's amazing. We talk about farming and magic and pole dancing. I mean, what could be better? I'm sure we talk about other things too. I know we talk about other things. And welcome to March. Here we are. This We're in 2022. Do you even know that? Like, have you even caught up to the fact that we're in 2022? Because I haven't totally. It's going so quickly. And that's something we talk about with Amy and right now, I doubt I'm the only one feeling this. This energy just feels like, I think I feel it swirling around me. I feel it. It's like something is coming. And and FYI, in my experience, that could mean something is coming tomorrow or something is coming in a year. I really can't judge time, but it feels like, like the, the energy feels like excited. It feels turbulent in a good way. Cause how I picture myself is kind of treading water. And there's like, like maybe it's the start of a race, like ready to go. And Oh, what just came through for me is if the water is really cold and you're treading water. And then that first stroke, like the gun goes off and you have to put your face in the cold water. Oh, and that's just like, it's something that I haven't said it's dreadful. It's something that I dread because, you know, ice cream headache right away and it doesn't feel like that it <laughs> was a long t- tangent to tell you it doesn't feel like that it doesn't feel like the water is going to be really cold it just feels really exciting so my friends something is coming i have no idea what it is if it's just for me or if it's for all of us yes i do it's for all of us and i am so here for the magic i love you so much Head over to KelseyAbbott.com for all the things. If you want to work with me in a coaching capacity, oh my goodness, I would love that, especially a choose-your-own-adventure style of coaching. So whether you want to ask me some intuitive questions, if you want coaching, if you want to know more about your human design, you can head over to my website and Maybe you want to book a mini session or a full session, or just freaking email me at kelsey at kelseyabbott.com. And of course, you can book a human design reading there as well. And if you want to learn human design on your own schedule, meaning do it like pop your earbuds in and listen and then be able to listen over and over and over again, check out my master classes. I've got one on one from manifesting generators, one on emotional authority and one for the 4-6 profile. So those are there in, in the shop. Alrighty. Now let's get to this episode. I love you so much. Enjoy the magic of March. Go forth and be awesome. And here we are. I cannot believe that February is almost over. This month has flown by, and yet the beginning of the month was like three years ago.
1: Oh my gosh, so true. And you know what's funny is that a lot of times, you know, from a time space continuum, February feels like the longest month, even though it's the shortest number of days. But I'm with you. Like when we when did we talk last? It was probably like four years ago. No, it was like a year ago. <laughs> even though we
0: texted like four days ago, not even probably. Nope. I oh, know. Oh goodness! Oh my goodness!
1: I know, right? And it—it's—it just the exclamation point, you know, and what we've been talking about, you and I, about the way that time is both elastic and expansive and speeding up. It's really like we're here and we're in the midst of it, and it's happening in more than it ever has before.
0: Mm, yeah, and one of the things I'm seeing is things that I have these old beliefs take you know, months or take a certain amount of time, it's when I'm like completely detached and open and allow things to flow in their divine timing. I'm like, huh, wait, I think, I think that is over. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it is. It it, it absolutely. and And we are, I think all of us collectively, you know, are starting to see that It feels both in some ways, like when these old stories or old traumas or old belief systems rear their head in kind of challenging or painful ways, it's, it's both more intense maybe than it has been before, but it also, we move through it faster, you know, and there's a choice point here. You know, we, I was just having this conversation with a client the other day and I'm like, challenges are a part of this life school, earth school suffering is really optional, you know, and I think some of us, some of us are either just at the place where we're like, oh my gosh, let's just do this fine, you know, because we've gone through enough times where, you know, we don't, we don't need to suffer unnecessarily. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think a lot of us, especially here in this community, because I can feel the energy of your audiences, they're all kind of nodding their head going, oh yeah, it's been both more intense than ever. And the moving through it to the quote unquote other side is happening faster. You know, some sometimes, you know, some things where we might have taken years to sort of sort out, is this the right relationship? Is this the right job? Is this the right, you know, partnership, business partnership or otherwise? Now we're like, mm, boy, mm, nope, bah. Yes. <laughs> you, know? Yes. you know. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not for the faint of heart. I mean, we're talking rip the band-aid off in some of these cases. And mm-hmm. yet, oh boy, the band-aid gets ripped off, the skin is exposed, and then it can really can really heal. It can really
0: close up, you know. Can, just like can really scab over and can then really get, scab Get over. You know, all juicy and heal. <laughs> you no, know,
1: but what's so magical? I mean, not in all cases, of course, but you know, many, many, many times those, those types of injuries heal and you can't even tell. I mean, the body is so magical, man. It just, it's like, nope, this is what your skin's going to look like. And, and of course there are outlying cases where, you know, scars do, do uh, show up, but even then, I mean, the body is like, I'm, I'd like the little engine that could, it's like, I'm doing the very best I can to, 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 to create wholeness, mm-hmm. you know, and it really is a, it really is a, an amazing visual, I think, for what a lot of us are experiencing right now, myself included.
0: Yeah. And, and that's the message that came through for me yesterday is trust the magic, trust the magic, trust the magic, because my says things three times, um, <laughs> but it came through, through, I saw Santa mm-hmm. riding his bike. I saw him oh, twice. Man. Like, Legit Santa. Uh, I mean, he had Christmas suspenders and blinking lights on his bike. And then I saw a Santa hat later in the day. This is in February. And then there was something else that happened. I'm like, what is all of this? Oh, the magic of Christmas. And Santa magic. Yeah, that's magic. powerful. Mm-hmm. It, is. it
1: is. And I think, and I love it. And I think even before we started recording, I probably used the word magic like 47 times in the three minutes that we, <laughs> we had a conversation I think that is really, it's the, it's, it, it really is the theme and not just, you know, we're recording this in February and we just crossed over the, you know, two twenty two twenty two 22, 22, um, date and not just the date, right. Because the calendar is human made, but the energetic resonance of that date was super powerful. And when this podcast goes live, we're still going to be in the energy of that very fertile, very strongly, um, situated energy and not an external energy. It, it, it was like a, a light switch flip within us that, you know, is going to carry us forward for, for a bit through these, you know, next few weeks
0: and even months. Mm, Goodie. Cause it feels like, um, feels like a waterslide.
1: Yeah. I love that. I love that.
0: Before we before we dive in today, there's something really important we have to talk about. Okay. (laughs) We have to talk about like we've talked about the fact that you're a pole dancer. We have one of my clients pointed out that there is a book about a, I don't know if it's a psychic pole dancer or a pole dancer who's a medium, but apparently, so there is a book about you. Yeah, um, it's a romance novel too, by the way, because I <laughs> looked it up
1: <laughs> as it should be. I'm just going to say, yeah, have you read should-
0: it? We actually- I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I, I
1: read the like summary on Amazon though, because I was really curious. I'm like a oh,
0: psychic pole dancer. Nice. <laughs> so now I've seen you pole dance. Yes, you have. Holy cow. I, I have loved you since the day I met you, Amy, but this is the next level. I am so in awe impressed um in wonder still trying to figure out how you're doing these things still trying to figure <laughs> out how the pole works so excited to try this myself at some point yes you know you, we just need to figure out where we're moving and then move there and then put a whole a pole in the house um yes. but yes. just tell us about pole dancing please oh my gosh well You know,
1: I'll I'll start, I'll start by saying that, um, you know, I've, I've been, I've been athletic my whole life and a couple of years ago, I really amped up my, my physical fitness because I was going through a major breakup and I realized like how much of that part of me, which was play, you know, I had, I had set aside because of life and I didn't want that to be a back, you know, back of my mind thing, but I wanted it fitness itself to be a front of the mind thing. And then I realized that the way that works for me, and I'm sure that there's something in my human design chart that really speaks to this loudly, is that if I, if I do it, I want it to feel playful. I don't want to be in a place. I didn't want to be in a place where I'm like, oh, I got to go to the gym today and count my macros and all those things. Not that it's bad. It doesn't work. It doesn't work for me. You know, I, I realized a long time ago that I can't beat myself into submission to be healthy. I mean, it's sort of counterproductive. So I had been working out for a while, doing kickboxing and Pilates and yoga. And a friend of mine, um, I was doing a mediumship event in New Orleans. And the host said to me, hey, come in a day early. I'm doing icebreaker. We're going to go pole dancing. And I was like, oh, heck yeah, that sounds like fun. And what I realized, two things. One is that I wasn't as strong as I thought I was. and two. Oh my gosh, it was so much fun. And I thought if I can play like this and get the fitness value from it, it, I can't think of a better way to do it. And so literally on the plane flying back, I was living in San Francisco at the time, flying back from New Orleans, I'm Googling like pole studios near me and found one like six minutes away. And from the day I started, I just, I, I like was in tears when I would leave the studio because I thought this is so much fun, so empowering. What a way to connect to my body and, and really kind of come face to face with body image, you know, challenges that I, you know, have been working through for lots of years and, and just feel so strong and empowered in that feminine and masculine combo platter, right? Because it is both. It's the soft flowy. And you've seen from my videos, like the thing that I love most is to do these um, spinning pole combos. That's very flowy and dance, you know, dancy. And uh, to me, I mean, I'm just in my absolute element and it's so much fun. And it's hard, and it hurts sometimes. And it's so much fun. And you- this past like, a couple of weeks, I just want to say these past couple of weeks, I actually added in pole dancer shoes, um so these seven inch um, platform stiletto shoes. And now I'm like nineteen feet tall when <laughs> I pull. And it's amazing. okay, I'm not nineteen feet tall, but you know, I'm
0: almost six feet. (laughs) Well, one of the videos that you sent in your new shoes, I don't think your new shoes were touching the ground for more than like a second.
1: No, 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 no. (laughs) Just, just basically when, when I'm, when I'm standing at the pole ready to start, but Mm -hmm. you know, and walking from the pole to my camera that I was recording from that's that's about it. Then the shoes come off.
0: (laughs) Are they, does it feel like
1: you have weights on your feet when you wear the shoes? Yes. And so interesting, the way that I practice, um, is that I work on the combo and the combo is just a series of moves, you know, start to finish. Um, and once I get the combo sort of in my body, I add the shoes. So it it, it gives me the opportunity to have some body memory, muscle memory before I, um, before I put my, (laughs) my ankle weights on, (laughs) but it's a quite a difference. It's quite a difference. I bet. And, um, well,
0: it changes what you
1: need to move through space. Yep. And also, because you saw my home pole, because I have a home pole, and then I have a, a studio that I go to to play as well. And um, I, have, I have a lot of room, but not a lot of room. And so there's certain moves or shapes I can't make on my home pole because I'll be like knocking a lamp over or kicking the blinds. Um, and so I really had to have in my awareness like i just you know i have these 7 inch heels <laughs> on the bottom of my feet now which cha- which really changed the dynamic of like how i moved in and out and through um uh yeah and i might have kicked my ceiling one time with my heels but you know that's
0: part of it yeah that's just play hazard <laughs> play so do hazard. you have do you have incredible grip strength now
1: i have pretty good grip strength i do still use a grip um uh, like a chalk grip chalk, um, especially when I'm learning new, um, new moves. But I also, it's probably TMI, but y'all, Hey, whatever. I have very, like, I have very sweaty hands and very sweaty feet. So um, it just really helps me to stay on the pole and maintain, especially when I'm, I'm literally like hanging from one arm. Um, it helps very much to have that extra support.
0: Yeah. I bet. Cause I, like I feel pretty strong, but I know, especially when it comes to grip strength, which some people say is like all your strength. I I don't have much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you would get it quickly.
1: You will. You will develop it quickly for pull because it's all about grip strength. You know, and the interesting thing is when. And I love when people look at my videos and they're like, "I don't." I, you're like hanging by a toenail. How is that happening? You know. And I have to kind of break it down, right? It's like, look at the number of contact points there really are on the pole. So I'm even when it looks like I'm hanging by just my arm, I'm really not, you know, there's something else on the pole that I'm using this, the friction of my skin against the pole to be part of the process. And so it, that's what it really is a full body workout because you are using every muscle, even muscles, you know, in your like toes <laughs> yeah. to be part of it.
0: Yeah. Well, I think it's so interesting because I think so many people think of just their hands in order, like, if you're going to touch something, you're going to touch it with your hands, but watching you on the pole is like, oh no, you can use the skin on your back or the skin on your leg or like anything is a yeah. touch point. And it's just... Yeah. <laughs> what i was yeah. just shown is the um <laughs> velcro wall jumping did you ever yes. do that i don't know if that's i've never exists. done it I, but i know
1: exactly what you're talking about yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so it's, it's kind of the same right it is the same and you know it's interesting in competition uh which i'm not in I, i've not competed in pole but in competition you actually get um scored based on touch point as part of it like how many touch points and of course the harder the shape or the more complex the shape and the less touch points you have, the higher scoring, if you are able to smoothly, you know, go through the, those shapes. Um, so it's, it is very, it's a very interesting. There's a lot of math and a lot of, you know, thinking about, um, not just like, Oh my gosh, how do I get upside down? You know, but really how do I keep myself from falling off the pole, which is not in my mind, but it's in my mind, you know, at times, especially when I'm learning something new, um, uh, to be really aware of what are the places, where can I catch myself if some other part um, doesn't grip.
0: Yeah. Um, but it's
1: also the reason why pole dancers wear very little clothing because everything becomes, you know, support. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so fun. It's so much fun. And I, I think I told you I've also added aerial hoop, um, also called Lyra, into my mix of play. Um, just to kind of experience from a different aspect, because when you're doing pole dancing, and this is such a, it's such a good analogy for life, right? The pole is the center of gravity, you know? And so as you're spinning around the pole or using the pole in a static position, it's the center, but when you're on the, when you're on the aerial hoop, you are the center of gravity and the hoop is, is the out, you know, and so just in that whole way to balance, um, both out. It's, it's super fun. Super, super fun. Yes. I just, I just think I need to, to come I, I there and take play. you to a
0: studio. Yeah. 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 You know, I'm just sitting here with a totally lit up body, like, ah, oh, get the energy so, back into your head, Kelsey. So you can use
1: your mouth hole. You yeah. know, it's so good. I, I was doing a call with, um, I do this twice monthly community, um, call with a very small, intimate group of people who are exploring, you know, deeper connection into their intuition and listening to their inner knowing and connecting with their inner being and all of the things that we always talk about. Um, And one of the participants was saying, you know, she's in her early 50s, and she's really feeling the age, you know, and, and all of the age related things. And and, you know, one of the things that greater consciousness said was, those are stories that you're telling yourself. And I said, even for me personally, I'm in my fifties, you know, I look better than I did through probably all of my thirties, part of my twenties, and definitely most of my forties, you know? And so the, the, the age, you know, age is just, it is a chronological thing that we, you know, our bodies are aging and so on. But I think the mindset of, of aging is a whole different thing that we have a lot of control over. And I'm not saying everybody has to go out and pole dance, but when we bring play into anything that we do, it puts us in a different mindset and it puts our bodies, our bodies respond to the thought processes and they go back to, you know, the times when we were footloose and fancy free, you know, as kids, as children, as teenagers, as young adults, and and where society sometimes encourages us to forget to be playful and I, I don't ever 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 mark my words ever want to forget how important play is for me and and and, and i don't think i will
0: but you know if i do please remind me <laughs> oh i will oh, i mean it. i really can't imagine my ever forgetting how important play is to me. And I feel like it's part of my job to remind the rest of the world.
1: Yes. Thank you for that. Thank you. Because it is, and it can be, you know, just like we were saying, suffering is uh, optional. It is. Suffering is optional. We can choose, you know, in our space from the place that we're at, what do we want? What do we want? How do we want to feel? And, and, uh, there's nothing more important than that. And it doesn't deny what's happening externally to us, whether it's in the, our families and our communities and the world at large, doesn't deny that. But it's like, okay, how do I want to feel? How can I make this the best feeling time, even if it I don't feel great all the time, you know? But I'll tell you that, that, Getting out of my head and into my body is one of the biggest gifts I've given myself. It really is. And it's fun, y'all. It's fun, y'all. And where
0: where can people see your videos?
1: Um, they can see my videos on uh, Instagram. I have a, a pole dancing channel or pole dancing account called
0: Amy on the Pole. So, And for everyone who is... I've had a lot of people come to me lately and be like, how did you get off social media? Like, don't, do you, you feel like you're missing things? How do you get clients, all of that? And for anyone who's like, I want to get off social media, but then how am I going to like see Amy's videos? Trust the people in your life. They're going to know what matters to you. And they love you so much that they will send you the videos <laughs> via text. <laughs> yeah <laughs> You won't actually miss anything that matters or that you are supposed to experience. I know. It's true. All right. Shall we shift gears? Maybe a little bit. We can keep it playful, oh, please.
1: We have to. Yes. Yes. Actually, playful is perfect because, as I was saying, this energy that we're in right now is really playful, intense, and playful. This and, right? It's a little bit of a paradox. And yet, That playfulness, the fertileness of this time and space can be used for play, you know, for dreaming, for daydreaming. I I think that that's one of the biggest things that we are encouraged to be doing right now. Dream it, dream it into reality. We might not see it right away, You know, because the energy is really prime for dreaming, but it may not be prime for all of us for manifesting, like the physical manifestation. But what the greater consciousness, you know, has been showing me, which I think is really beautiful, is this idea of many of us, like think of us as farmers, right? We've all been planting our fields with many different kinds of crops. And the, you know, the, some of them are starting to sprout through the surface and they're just little green we have to take a look at and say is that is that what i planted or is that a weed you know is it do i need to nurture it or do i need to get rid of it and and in that it's about dreaming about what the field is going to look like when it's ready for harvest and harvest and harvest and harvest because smartly we've planted things that are going to come up at different times of the year so we have this constant stream of ability to harvest but we're in that place of like the ground is fertile and we really want to take care of what we've planted and we really want to make the space for the things that don't belong there and then boom
0: i'm feeling this so much and i'm thinking of in um in maine we had, we had this amazing vegetable garden and we were composting and sometimes something would appear in the garden. They were like, huh, what are you? You're like a pumpkin. We didn't plant any pumpkins. Oh, it turns out you're not a pumpkin. You're like a cross between a butternut squash and a delicata squash. And you're like, you're your own creature. How cool (laughs) is that? Exactly.
1: Exactly. Yeah. It's super fun. It's super, and, and, and really, I think for me, the, yes, it can feel like there's a little bit of impatience when we're waiting for, you know, these, these things to grow in our lives. And yet also it's super exciting. You know, I find myself asking this question a lot lately, but it's like, I wonder how this is going to turn out. I wonder how this is going to, you know, I wonder what's, what it's going to look like. I wonder what their name might be. You know, I wonder what, 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 what I wonder, I wonder, I wonder, and not in a like need to know, I don't need to know, but being in that space of wonder, like, I wonder if that's the carrots I planted or, you know, onion, I don't know. I don't, you know what I mean? It's, 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 I wonder, I wonder
0: how this is going to. Mm-hmm. Show itself. That's exactly where I am right now <laughs> every yes. single day. I think I say to Pete, I'm so excited to like discover this next thing. I have no idea when we're gonna discover it. But I just can't wait right. to unwrap the present. Yeah. And yet I can. I don't like saying I can't wait because I can wait. I'm just yeah. really excited. Yeah. And and excitement <laughs> and
1: anticipation is very different than impatience. Hmm. Right impatience is that judgy place we go where it's like, why hasn't it grown yet? You know, according to the farmer's almanac, these things should already be, you know, four inches high and they're only two inches high and we can get into that space. But when we're in that space of like, I wonder, I wonder, I was at the beach the other day, walking, meditating, listening to music. And I just looked out into the ocean and I thought, I wonder if I'm gonna see dolphins today. And then, literally, like five minutes later, and totally wrong time of the day to see them. Cause if I'm there at the beach early, I tend to see, but I was like noon time and they're all like sleeping in their, you know, pods or whatever at that time. And then, sure enough, two perfect, you know, the arched backs of dolphins just happened to come right across the the break where the waves were. And I thought, "Now that is very cool. I didn't even have to wait, but I didn't even think about it after I was like, I wonder, I wonder if I'll see.
0: I love that. I had that same experience today with grasshoppers. I wonder if we're going to see any grasshoppers today. Literally 10 seconds later, one (laughs) hopped onto my foot. But it's also, it's what I've been doing with my bunny friend who I've told you about, who I see sometimes in our yard in the morning. And I never have any idea if I, I call it a heap. I have no idea. I have no idea how to tell the sex of a bunny. I feel like that's going to be the quote for this episode. <laughs> um, but I, I remember the first time when I was seeing him, like I saw him like two, two mornings in a row. And then I had a little bit of expectation. Oh, mm-hmm. you're going to see my bunny this morning. And then I didn't. And now you know, I get to live in wonder, which is really one of my favorite places. Being like super curious and open, and I wonder if I'm going to see the bunny this morning, and I wonder if the bunny is going to approach me. Yeah, none of it is in my control. No,
1: but I mean, is anything really in our control?
0: Absolutely not.
1: No, none I mean, I it. think you know that. That said, right, what is in our control is the frame of mind, the frame of heart the, the, you know, the frame that we want to be looking at life through that is certainly within our control, Mm -hmm. you know, and I really love it. I use this, I use this expression a lot because it comes, the greater consciousness brings it into my awareness so often. Um, and we might've even talked about it before because it was an, um, a movie with a dog in it. Um, uh, the art of racing in the rain. And actually I read the book a hundred years ago, even before this movie, And, um, and it's super spiritual, even though you wouldn't, you wouldn't think it was super spiritual, but one of the things in the movie, that just sticks with me is the race car driver was explaining how his, his superpower is racing in the rain. And so they asked him like, how do you do it? And he said, the car goes where your eyes go. And To me, that is probably one of the most profound messages that I've heard. And again, keep sticking with me because it is so true. The car will go where our eyes go. So where are our eyes going? Are they focusing on play and wonder? Are they focusing on all of the things that are wrong, quote unquote, wrong in the world that we have no control over?
0: This used to be... When I explained the energy levels of how we flow through these different energy levels each day, this was my example for this level six energy, which is the place where we are living in what we're talking about. We're living in awe, we're living in curiosity. We know we're all connected and we're all one. But I used to share this story of how, when we lived in Maine, I was running in the winter and there was this one small patch of ice on the road. And I was finishing up my run, it was this, you know, maybe three feet long, little tiny puddle. And I'm like, oh, look, there's ice. Don't step on the ice. So I step on the ice and I fall (laughs) because I was looking at the ice and I fell and I bent my pinky finger back. And the whole thing was so exciting to me because I was like, you go exactly where you're looking. So I looked at the ice and I stepped on the ice and I went down. And then this, my second thought was, my body is amazing. Cause all that happened was my finger bent back. It was fine in like a couple of weeks. It just needed some tape while I was swimming. But I remember trying to share this story with people and they couldn't, they couldn't see the wonder in it. They just yeah. kept seeing the, oh, ice is terrible. Oh yeah. So-and-so bark was hip falling on the ice. And I was like, no, no, you don't get it <laughs> where are we where our eyes go is where our bodies go
1: exactly exactly and i think the way that that the greater consciousness has been communicating with me you know about the energy of this of of what's here right now and as we're moving through this year is the more we can embody you know understanding that we really do have a choice and we're at a choice point you know what do we want to see How do we want to see it? How do we want to experience um, our life? I was telling this story. So interesting. Um, So, and I might've told the story on the podcast before. So I apologize if I'm repeating it and I'll try to make it somewhat short. Um, Just before pandemic, just before the pandemic shut everything down in the US, I was on a cruise ship and uh, floating in the middle of the Caribbean you know, playing with all my friends and just really having a beautiful time. And now I knew that something was happening in the world, you know, as we were getting on the cruise ship and, but we were in this bubble. Right. And, you know, I understood that there was like a toilet paper shortage and like all of that stuff that was happening. Um, But in the moment, you know, we just chose to be in this beautiful floating bubble in the ocean, having a great time. And I'll just say for everybody who's listening, no one on the ship got COVID. No one on the ship had COVID. No one got it. The they, ship actually reported to us for many weeks after, you know, just letting us know, hey, you know, it's still no reports. So while the world was burning down outside of us and we knew that it was burning down, we decided that we were going to make the best of it and focus on, you know, what we wanted to see in those moments. And literally, we got off the ship and they shut the lights off, closed the doors. And I mean, that was it for a year and a half, right, for cruise ships. So really interesting that uh, to me is such a big um, uh, recognition and also sort of a reminder that that was a big way that we chose to and I chose to in the moments decide where my eyes wanted to go you know, knowing, knowing that, that, you know, there were other things happening, but right in that moment, I was choosing play. And I think that's really important.
0: I think that's a really, I think this is really important period. Like we can always choose play and choosing play doesn't mean being irresponsible. It doesn't mean like closing your eyes to reality. It simply means choosing play, choosing play.
1: Yes, exactly. And we were well aware of what was happening. I mean, we were well aware of what was happening, you know, for as much as we could know at that point in time, you know. And we still chose to be like, okay, hey, well, here we are. So how do we, you know, how do we take take the most play and most fun here, you know, and then see where it goes, see where it goes. But I also think what you said was really important because it is about making informed decisions. I don't think either one of us are saying, you know, just throw everything, you know, all caution to the wind and go, you know, go do something just because you want to do it. I mean, I used to say all the time, you know, during pandemic, I'm not going to Whole Foods and licking the conveyor belt. Right. I I mean, you know, I might be, I might be moving about the planet in certain ways that I feel are safe for me, but I'm also being, you know, smart about it. And that's where it's really that connection into everyone's personal truth. We've talked about a lot of, a lot of times here on your podcast is in all of this, make, make sure that you're checking in with your own self to say, you know, is this play, is this play in a a way that resonates in my body? Or is this something that I'm doing that doesn't resonate in my body?
0: Right. Live your wellness
1: live your wellness. Yeah. Even pole dancing, you know, mm-hmm. don't pole dance because I say pole dance is no. fun. Pole dance because your body says, Ooh, that sounds really cool. Mm-hmm.
0: But, and I think yeah. we just need to clarify before COVID, were you looking the conveyor belts at Whole Foods?
1: I wasn't, I wasn't, but you know, if that was playful for me, I might've considered it. No, That's so gross. Uh, 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 you know, it's like, no, no, just, the, just a little extreme, extreme, uh, ex- exclamation point that the greater consciousness wanted to put on the conversation.
0: <laughs> They're being very visual today. Yeah, they are. They are. With the wound and then the licking the conveyor belt.
1: I know, man. I know. They're uh, they're they're also feeling a little punchy today in a good way, you know. They 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 are not just stoic wisdom spewers. <laughs> they're really, they're really very uh, very fun and creative in the way that they bring words through me. No, but I do very well with visuals, so they're helping me out today.
0: <laughs> uh, so, so how are they showing their punchiness?
1: Um, well, the conveyor belt uh, certainly is a punchy uh, is a punchy example. But even in the you know even in the even in the visual of the field and the in the farming and the you know like picture that we're all farmers <laughs> to me that just feels very sweetly you know, punchy. Um, but I don't know how many of us are actually farmers, but for those that are whoop whoop.
0: <laughs> I love the farming analogy too. Cause it also invites us to have patience. Yeah. And I, I don't feel like patience and impatience really are necessarily opposites. It's like a totally different topic. Having patience is this like, look, you plant a seed and you don't just go outside the next day and like dig it up and be like, where's my carrot? No, you know, it's going to take some time and you watch it and you cheer it on. (laughs) And with something like a carrot, you're delightfully surprised when you actually pull it up. Like you don't even know, (laughs) you have no (laughs) idea what's under there. Uh, (laughs) and How much uh, of that is just life as well. Gosh. So I just
1: have to tell you, because what just came into my into my awareness, um, I got this super visual of me as a young child and a golly, I must've been like four, maybe five. And I wanted to plant a peach seed in the backyard. And so my dad took me outside, we planted the seed and then he went to the store and bought a little something growing. I don't even know what it was. Right. And so the next day I came out and there was like this six inch plant growing. So, wow. Yeah. So you were set up for expectations. I was set up for expectations. I mean, that right there just really shares a lot about my, about my life experience. Holy cow. That was an uh Mm aha. Thank you. Thank you. Greater Mm -hmm. consciousness for that. Gosh, I don't think I've thought about that ever. Wow. But so interesting, right? You know, that we, when we think about, we, you know, we've talked so much about old stories and old belief systems and how things from our childhood can definitely put in our awareness, um, expectations, which might not be realistic for our certain circumstances.
0: Right. And the ones that are just like on the old post-it notes or like the old, I, I kind of felt like that one came on like an old video camera that kind of has to like click, click, click when you're watching the movie.
1: Totally. That's exactly how I saw it. Yeah. Like a home, like the Mm -hmm. home movie
0: that you can watch forwards or backwards.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I'll give my dad a lot of credit. He was being super playful. You know, it wasn't, (laughs) it wasn't, it wasn't malice. He wasn't like trying to like pull one over on me. You know, he was being really playful with me. Um, he's
0: creating magic for you he
1: was creating magic for me yeah yeah Hmm. so good so play wonder patience awareness time expanding and contracting gosh all here right now for us it's palpable like I can almost taste in my mouth what this tastes like it, it, it's so, it's so visceral. It's so much about the body. I mean, I love that we started this conversation about the body because we've talked before, and I'm sure that we've talked on the podcast before about our body being the biggest um, antenna to our inner knowing, you know, and all of these things, many of these things that we've talked about today are really about how do we tune in and, and listen, and then encourage the connection and communication with our bodies through play, being a big one, through wonder, being a big one, you know, through awareness. It's, it's, this is major because we are evolving as a, as a collective. And we're evolving from the thinking mind way of being to the heart mind way of being. And that's not to mean that our brains are going to at some point shut off or go offline. Um, I think both are important. But I think the the tipping point from the thinking mind to the heart mind is really right here. And how do we access the heart mind? We access the heart mind through our physical being, through our physical body, you know, through the physicality of touch, taste, smell, all of those things. Um, so I love this conversation because the more we invite. And accept the invitation to come into connection with our physical bodies in whatever way works for us. It doesn't have to be, you know, pole dancing or, or marathon running or triathlon training or any of the things like that. It's really just about how what works for each one of us and how do we find that connection to the body.
0: I love how so much of this conversation has come back to things that have been very much like in my consciousness for years but it now I'm seeing them in a different light like when you were talking about age just being a number again that brings me back to Maine where I coached this women's triathlon team and like the age range ranged from like 20 to 85 yeah. and starting with the starting with the 30 year olds I'd hear this age stuff and always I felt like every day I was trying to show someone age, it's not about the age. Just go yeah. play, just go explore with your body. Anything is possible.
1: It's so true. It's so true. And I think it is a it's a mindset, heart set thing, you know. Um, which we all have the ability to to shift, you know, depending on what we what how we want to experience this life. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that I wanted to bring up, shifting gears a little bit, but not really, Um, when I was hosting my community call um, just this week, one of the things that the greater consciousness brought through, and they're reminding me because they want to share this, me to share this with your audience as well, is this idea that right now, one of the deepest practices that we can be participating in for our own human evolution is this practice of who am I? And, 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 and just simply starting to inquire, inquire within our own selves of what that means, you know, and even starting from, cause what the greater consciousness says, it's kind of like brainstorming, right? There's no wrong answer, you know? So starting from the really surface, like I am Amy, you know, and then really just listing, listing, listing until you can't list anything else. And then putting that list away and revisiting it a day or two later, and now asking the question, who am I, with the intention of not repeating anything on the first list. And what it does is it's like peeling the onion, right? You, you kind of get the surface stuff and then, oh, the gooey stuff that's good, but you know, it's still sort of airy fairy, <laughs> you know? And then the more you the more you pull it apart, the deeper and deeper you get. And one of the things that is such a big indicator for me when I'm doing a practice like that is that I know I've hit on something really juicy when I feel it emotionally. So I might feel like tears come to my eyes, or I might feel a little bit of a catch in my throat or even like a tightening of my stomach, you know, something, something physically that indicates, Oh man. Oh yeah. This is some truth, some deep, deep truth. And so the encouragement is to kind of work this practice until you find that space that that place that truth that really deep truth and why is this important because the the who we are each one of us individually is the foundation for how we move through the world and when we come into contact with that deep truth of who we are we've talked about the capital t truth this is getting us closer and closer and more and more into that capital T truth space. It will be the, it will be the solid platform in which we can ride out the ups and downs of the energy that's here. That's that's going to be here on the planet for some time as we're going through this metamorphosis, you know, it really, it sounds simple in the way of like, Oh, just know who you are. But the invitation is to know who you are
0: and well, that up. oh go ahead yeah
1: i was gonna say no they, they just wanted me to say you know kind of emphasize that 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 is the that is the next gate that we're being invited to come through as a as a collective you know whether <clears throat> that that community is here on your call or you know hears it in some other way shape or form is a beautiful thing is i'm not the only one sharing the same message out into the world you know um, people are getting it and, and they're hearing it. And it's, it's becomes that choice point where, where, where does the car go? I want the car wants to, you know, go to the place where I know who I am in a much deeper way.
0: Yeah. Labels are not for us anymore.
1: They're not, they're not. And, you know, it's even that, you know, stripping away identities, which I can feel the resistance when those words come up, you know, it's you think about how people introduce themselves. Hi, I'm a medium. I'm a, you know, I'm a vice president. I'm a stay-at-home mom. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a. And even that level of of identification is a is a is a role then that we take on in all of the belief systems around it, which which tend to get us a little crunked up in in where we really are wanting to go and be present in the world today.
0: Yeah. Even saying I'm an MG, I'm a projector, I'm a generator, I'm a one three, all of that. They're just labels,
1: just labels, just labels.
0: And they're okay to have, there's nothing wrong with them.
1: It's where you take that label and, you know, it's like, I'm a Scorpio. So, you know, I start to use that as the reason to describe my behaviors, good, bad, or otherwise, you know, oh, well, you know, I'm a Scorpio, so I'm jealous or Mm -hmm. I'm a Scorpio, so I'm secretive or I'm a, that's where we start to get into the space of telling ourselves stories that about our identities that may not be our capital T truth in this process of the who i am inquiry really starts to to sort some of that away you know because when i say i am a scorpio it doesn't it doesn't bring up any emotional response you know where i go oh that's my truth you know i'm a generator Mm -mm, not my truth. I mean, it's part, it's, it helps me to understand my makeup. It helps me to understand certain things about me, but that's the using it to inform versus using it to identify is where we all do. We all do at some points in time, get caught up in it. For me, the big one was I'm a mom. Like that was a really big identity that, that, you know, through lots of years of lots of experiences, Uh, the universe has helped me to strip as an identity. You know, I'm still a mom, um, but that's not my identity. And I think it's it's really important that we start to look at these things because it will become helpful. There's a greater consciousness of saying, like all of this is gonna become helpful in the future, whether we know why or for what purpose now, because we don't, but it will be helpful. You know, so the more... We're able to really sort and sift through these things, you know, the things that are our truth, the things that aren't our truth, the things that are our stories or old programs or old post-its and the things that, you know, are really in alignment and resonance with who we are right now becomes more and more important as we move through time and
0: space. I feel like it's because we're going to, we're moving into communicating Without words, without the labels, so we're just going to be whether it's feeling the energy. I don't know. I had a conversation with my massage therapist yesterday where I just was like, "Don't worry about the words. I didn't understand a word you said, but I know exactly what you mean."
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Like that's how we're going to flow. Yeah, I think
1: that is a big part of it. You know, it's a big part of it for sure. And it's like cleaning out the pipes so that things can flow. You know, ease more easily. You know, and not everybody's gonna jump on that, that super highway. And that's okay too, you know, but, I but the, you know, this conversation wouldn't be coming up if there weren't a large majority of people who listen to your podcast so that are like, I want to be on that super highway. Help me to find the ways to get there. And again, it's not about impatience, right? This is all a practice. And that's one of the other things that the greater consciousness has been saying is that in my own community, in my forum, We've been talking of kind of talking about the same things over and over, kind of, but it from different angles, you know, and the greater consciousness says, just acknowledge, yes, we've been talking about the same things over and over. And because it is important for us to understand, but also because we, it's a practice, you know, we'll go back to what we were talking about over the summer. Like we're marathon training, right? We're marathon training we're practicing. And the more things that we can put into practice, the more we can be consistent with these practices that feel resonant to us. You know, there's a lot of this too, which is about find the thing that really feels good for you and do that. Not just don't do it just, just as we're saying, don't do it just because we're saying it, but, but, you know, there's a bunch of like, I see this light board You know, and a bunch of lights have lit, have lit, have lighted up, you know, in this audience, in the the people that are listening to your podcast. And by the way, in PS, it doesn't matter if you're listening to this in March 2022 or March of 2024, the energy is the same. And the the words and the meanings and the messages are the same because they are holding the greater consciousness is saying a very long tail, meaningful resonance.
0: Yeah. So for those people who, Kendall, this is for you. If you ever get this far, because I know she started listening to <laughs> episode one of the find your awesome podcast, like a few months ago, and eventually she'll catch up here, but it, it will be for her at that time.
1: Kendall, this is like a little time
0: capsule for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it will be
1: applicable.
0: <laughs> so Amy for, for your soul, what was it? Are you willing to share? Like, what was it that told you when you started stripping off the labels? What did your body say? Oh yes. That,
1: well, there were a couple of things. Yeah. The first thing that, um, that really hit, and this was several layers down into it, you know, was that, so I guess the way that I would say it is that I am, I am right. And I know that that to me, like, as I think about that with my thinking mind, I'm like, like incomprehensible. Like, what does that really mean? Yes. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a piece of the stardust in all of the stardust, but there was something really for me that connected so deeply in the, I am part of a greater consciousness. I'm part of a greater collective being. Right. And there's, there, there was, That what hit me about it was this idea of this expansive understanding of my soul space here, not just my human space. So that was a really big one for me. And also that I am here to be a truth bomb dropper, um, which you would have thought because I use that a lot in my marketing that um, it would have come up earlier in, in the list, but it actually came up later in the list when I was like, oh, almost a gut punch realization of like, yeah, oh, dang, I am really here to be a truth bomb dropper. And, um, and, and yet that feels very empowering to me at the same time.
0: Mm, I love that. It's been a while since I've done this exercise. So I'm excited to do it again, which is, I just want to say anything journally for me is usually a, mm, no, mm, no. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) not for me, but this I'm actually excited to play with. But the last time I did it, the one that had like tears streaming down my face was I am light. Yeah. So
1: very close, kind of close in that same realm. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things the greater consciousness consciousness just wanted me to say and kind of remind everybody is that if journaling isn't for you, you know, bullet it, type it on your phone while you're riding your bike, you could be recording it in your voice recorder it doesn't have to just be like sit down in a place and journal because journaling isn't for everyone. It's kind of like meditation. You know, I, I'm a moving meditation girl, like running anything repetitive movement driving is where I actually feel most meditative. If I have to sit on a cushion and be still for 30 or 45 minutes, my brain wants to crawl out of my skull on its own It's very, very challenging and I don't get the benefits of it. So if it's not journaling, you can even just list things in your mind, you know, whatever I want, Yeah, whatever works for you. I mean, thank God I, I, years ago, I, I attended this five day silent meditation retreat. And the only reason that I did it was because the, the teacher or the leader of the retreat, um, while she was very, very practiced in the Buddhist meditation traditions, she was like, if you need to stand, you stand. If you need to lay down, you lay down. If you need to put your feet up the wall, if you need to just cry the whole time. Like she just gave permission to do anything that felt good to our bodies, minds, and spirits. And I got some of the biggest aha's through that program because I was given that permission. And you know, maybe it's hard to to say given that permission because I think we're really coming to a space in time where we're learning to give ourselves permission, but there's still a lot of like social cultural beliefs around following the rules, quote unquote, you know? And, um, and so, yeah, when we can give ourselves permission or allow permission to do things differently than some would expect, that's where we really get the value. And we've talked a lot about that already in this, in this call today. So,
0: yeah. And for me, I had a similar experience with meditation. It was actually when I gave myself permission to yeah. break all the rules, I was like, Oh, I actually love this. This is a complete non-negotiable. Yeah. I'm not doing it on a cushion. Um, I'm doing it with my legs at the wall. I'm doing it my own way. Exactly. And that, yeah. And for exactly. me, just in case anyone near, needs to hear this, the way my brain works for me journaling is taking notes on the things that I've already sorted out in my brain and so it ends up being really boring and annoying for me like there's no point to writing it down I've already gotten to this point why do I it feels like doing homework
1: yeah 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 and see I'm a list person so I love to I love to journal I love to write I love to make lists so. You know, of course, the greater consciousness is going to bring a list process through me because I can articulate that the most. But yeah, absolutely, do what works for you. Get to the, you can get to the same result.
0: Absolutely, break all the rules. Break all the rules. Put that like the conveyor belt.
1: It. No, I mean, things.
0: I don't know if there's actually a rule against that.
1: I don't know. There probably should be. <laughs>
0: there probably should be just in case. The find your awesome podcast does not endorse (laughs) licking the conveyor belt.
1: (laughs) We we don't want to hear any reports, no reports.
0: (laughs) Oh my goodness. This is so fun. Is there anything else that we need to know right now?
1: the greater consciousness says, just, just keep, because, because they're making me feel like a lot of this, you know, the listener community is already doing this, but really keep looking at the sorting and sifting. What is a weed? What is a plant? What is a plant that you want to nourish and nurture and protect and, and see grow and blossom and bloom and harvest and what isn't and get clear on that because the clearer our The clearer our fields are of weeds, the more abundant our harvests or blooms will be.
0: Mm. And as you say that, I am hearing people with emotional authority use your emotional authority, trust your emotional authority on this. You don't have to figure it out with Mm -hmm. your brain. Your brain is Mm -hmm. not going to tell you what's a weed and what is a delightful surprise. Allow your authority to lead you.
1: Exactly exactly because this isn't about work right it's not about striving pushing driving making sure you have the perfect field it's coming at it and I love what you just said because it really is coming at it from a heart space how do I make room for the things I want to bloom in my life that I want to see the wonder the surprise and delight the magic of the things I want to see bloom in my life and then everything else just needs to go
0: Mm-hmm. And it, it also feels like, how do I make more space for magic? Yeah. Mm. Mm. Delicious.
1: So good.
0: Amy, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: <sighs> thank you. I'll tell you one of the favorite, favorite things I do every month is have these conversations with you all. And I mean you all because as I'm sitting here T- talking with you personally and sensing into everyone every single being that will hear this these podcasts each time it feels like I'm speaking to you all
0: mm-hmm. I feel like I have an audience behind me right now
1: you totally do <sighs> yeah.
0: so remind people your website and your Instagram please
1: Yes, AmyWhite.co is my website where you can find all the things about Amy White, intuitive medium, channel, and truth bomb dropper. And my Instagram is mz Amy White, Ms Amy White, or Amy White Intuitive. Um, and then, of course, my pole dancing page is Amy on the Pole.
0: Thank you. I <laughs> Thank love you, you so much. I love you. Can't wait to do this again next month. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. I love you. We love you. If you loved this episode, please share it with anyone else you think would love it. And if you are inspired to do so, please head over to Spotify or Apple podcasts and leave a five-star rating and a review. You are amazing. You are a miracle. Anything and everything is possible for you. And I want to hear all about it, whatever it is. So email me at Kelsey at Kelseyabbott.com. Now go go ride your bike, go skip down the sidewalk, go play with your dog, go roll around in the flowers or make a snow angel or do whatever it is you do. Go do it right now. You are amazing. You are incredible. Go forth and be awesome.